Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Morning, good afternoon, world. Welcome to our show, Option Forward. I'm Drew, always joined by the second half of the show. GQ Nestle, how are you doing today? What it do? What it do? I'm doing good. All right. Now you you slept good last night? Oh, I did. I, I I got home, passed out, ready. Uh, day two, let's go. Day two, let's go. All right, for sure. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest. Our special guest today, she's gonna she's gonna provide a little light, give us some game on uh, home ownership and shed a little light on how we can generate real estate uh, income without actually being property owners, if I'm correct. All right, but whatever information you're going to give, we're going to be receiving. But ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show, Miss Tanika Washington. How are you doing today? I am doing great. Thank you for having me. Uh, how was how was your, where are you from? Where, where'd you fly in from? I flew in from Norfolk, Virginia. Did she say how you Seven by seven, Norfolk. Norfolk. And I think I'm saying it right because, you know, everyone says it different. I'm right. not a native. Oh, you're not? No, I'm originally from Andrew, South Carolina. Okay. It's about three stoplights. Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. You're familiar with no, that? Negative. <laughs> Myrtle Beach? I, yeah, I know. Bike Week. <laughs> See? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. yes, I'm originally from that area. Okay. Yeah, because I, I spent some time at Camp Lejeune. So, okay. I, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm familiar. All right. Um, did you get some rest last night? How'd you sleep? I did get some rest. Jet lag is kicking my butt a little bit, but I'm here. Okay. All right. Bet. So, let's... Um, Let's uh, jump jump right into it. Um, real estate, right? Real estate is your thing. Is that something that you saw yourself doing? Like, say, for instance, like 15-year-old Tanika? Like, what, what, what were you doing? Ooh. What did you think back then? Let me tell you. My career plans have changed, and I'm not exaggerating, at least 30 times. Um, and I guess the latest, or before I actually jumped into real estate, I thought I was going to be a preschool teacher. Um, I tried that, did not like it at all. So um, I always admired those who invested into real estate or was involved with real estate, specifically fixing and flipping. Um, but I always thought I was safer with a nine to five. So I ultimately got my master's in counseling and I did that and somehow ventured off into real estate. Okay. Did you actually uh, pick up a, a counseling job or... Mm -hmm. So what were, where were you working? How was that? Like, when did you say, you know what? No, nah, forget mm -hmm. this counseling. Uh, I'm just. Well, um, counseling definitely has a soft part in my heart as well. I still do it. Um, I do some hours in the school now working with children. 
Um, I'm a therapeutic day treatment counselor as well. Um, but for the past, can you elaborate years, on that therapeutic day treatment? So if you have children in school that are misbehaving, instead of them getting expelled, oh, you got the bad kids. We don't want to call them bad. So, <laughs> um, I keep them from getting expelled, or you know placed out of school i keep them you know in the classroom make sure that they're behaving okay to get through the school year and just a barrier in between you know them getting kicked out and staying in okay um but before that i was working with suicidal and homicidal clients okay um how was that i love it i love crisis i love helping people and every career that i've had was ultimately helping did you just say i love crisis I love, oh, like I in love, a good way. No, I was okay. like, I, was I love like, helping those that are in crisis. <laughs> I, I like, do. Um, I was like, hold on, elaborate on that. <laughs> funny. Um, so, give you a little backstory. The way that I start or got to real estate, um, I was in the military, got out of the military. I have a good friend in Georgia. Um, she and her husband fix and fil- flip properties. Okay. So I always looked at it and I was like, man, I, you know, look like they're making a lot of money, like they're doing good. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, nope, let me play it safe. Um, so I bought a property, didn't think anything of it, still watching them. Um, I ultimately became a police officer. And then that's how I jumped into Wait a, wait a minute. I, I know, hold she on. A cop. So, she a cop. Hold on. <laughs> hold on. <laughs> I'm going somewhere with this. Johnny. <laughs> it's so funny. So I ultimately became a police officer for almost six years. Um, then I got my master's in counseling. And then somehow um, I just, you know, instead of me thinking about real estate all the time and like, you know, researching, because you can only research for, for so long. And I was like, let me just do it, you know? And then I started the investing part and then I placed the counseling part, you know, part-time now because it does take a lot out of you. And real estate, I'm very passionate about it. I love it. Yeah. So let's, let's, so originally from South Carolina, Mm -hmm. how was that transition from South Carolina to Virginia? Because that's where you're doing the real estate at, right? So Mm -hmm. how did that come about? Um, so prior military, mm-hmm. um, I was in the military. I'm an army veteran. Look how he's looking like what in the world? So, I, I'm like blown away. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> like, I'm an army veteran. So I, I left South Carolina at age of 19 and I ended up in North Carolina. That's mm-hmm. why I served as a police officer. And then um, probably about four years ago, I ended up in Virginia and that's where I started real estate. Okay. I want to know some cop stories before we, we move forward. Like, yeah, well, yeah, well, let's, let's go. Let's, you know, it's crazy because I can see it. Now that you say it, I, I can it all It all it comes all, together it now. It all like. makes sense. <laughs> yeah, definitely can see it. But yeah, yeah, so what? give us some crazy experiences you had out there, like uh, patrolling. Like, mm-hmm. what? when were you challenged? Give us one of your challenging <laughs> stories. Um. I was like, wait a minute, they didn't train me for this. <laughs> <laughs> Taze them. Um, oh, gosh, yeah. I guess when I was introduced to the mental health piece, mm. when, because I'm a person like, hey, how you doing? You know, the smile. Um, and I walked into a home and the lady, you know, no furniture and just think of a dark room. She's sitting in the middle of the floor with a chair with a, um, a belt and she's just doing this. And I was a trainee and I walked in <laughs> and my, my training officer's in the car. And um, I say, hey, how are you doing? How can I help you? And she was like, why do you have this smile on your face? And I'm like, what's wrong with this lady? <laughs> and she charged at me. And I was like, oh, crap. I thought right. stuff was about to go south. Um, so my training officer saved the day. Um, but from then on, I understand that, you know, keep a poker face. 
You know, mm. everyone, your smile, just because it, it looks inviting, that person, especially with mental health, they are not going to receive it that way. Um, it was it was more like they they seem kind of insulted. Like I'm about to I'm, I'm about to like beat you up. Why are you smiling? Like, She's schizophrenic. Of, so oh of course, if you're seeing, hearing things, and you know, I come in there talking and smiling, you think I'm more than likely an image or uh, um, the enemy that you're that you think you're seeing. That explains yeah. the whole crisis. I get mm-hmm. it now. Now, now, now everything's coming together because it's just it was definitely a curveball right there. Yeah, like. Did you ever find yourself like, why did I pick this? Or because of your military background, you're just like, ah, you know, it's, um, it's part of the role. The only time I've only questioned my role as a police officer when I got assaulted um, by someone that I was um, arresting. Because I'm like, I don't get paid enough for this. <laughs> and you're the one that did wrong. Why are you assaulting me? That is the only time I questioned that. But then I still found, you know, like, okay, this is why I'm doing this. So that is the only time. But I, I never just gave up because, you know, I got, you know, scared or anything like that. Oh, facts. So you've been practicing real estate for, practicing real estate for how long? Ooh, um, let's say 24. I bought my first house 24 years old. Wow. And I became an agent two years ago. Wow, doing it. Yes. So what was so your first home was your first investment? Yes. And um twenty four years old. I actually bought a house because everybody else was buying a house. I had no idea what I was doing. Um and I actually just did a clip on this. Um whenever you're buying real estate, make sure you understand and know what's your why. Because I bought a home because everyone else was buying it. And I start off with a $700 mortgage. By the time I sold this home, I was paying $1,400. How does that happen? Because right. I didn't educate myself. There's different types of mortgages or loans that one can get involved in that I didn't know about. I just bought it because I just wanted to. Okay. But how is so from, from Virginia or whatever, so how's the housing market in your area or what? trends do you think buyers and both sellers should be aware of right now so in the hampton rose area um you'll hear me say hampton rose it's the seven cities the hampton rose area where i am houses are staying on the market longer um and those houses that are staying on the market homes are decreasing in prices so it is a great time for buyers to go ahead and jump in and buy um but other than that it's still a seller's market okay you still a sellers even though prices is dropping so let me tell you this. Last year, um, everyone knows this whirlwind that was going on. People were buying houses, um, and I placed offers with my buyers, fifty, sixty thousand dollars over. People were buying cash money um, for these homes because interest rates were so low. Mm-hmm. Um, so the supply is still low, but demand is still high. So that's why we're in a seller's market. All right. So with all the information that you have now. You know, your real estate, you know what I'm saying? You went from counseling, police officer, superhero. Now now you're doing real estate. Uh-huh. Like with the information that you have now, if you're looking back on it, like someone who's interested in buying, purchasing their first home, what would you suggest they do? Like, you know, you said you can research, but what are we researching? What should we be looking out for? Okay. So, of course, educating yourself, researching. Um, understand what do you want to do in real estate? Real estate has so many avenues that you can go into. Um, you can actually invest into real estate without purchasing property. A lot of people think, oh, I want to get into real estate. Let me fix and flip. 
So understand what do you want to do? Do you want to diversify your portfolio? Do you want to do short-term um, leasing? Um, do you want to do long-term? Do you want to fix and flip? So there's different avenues. Do you want to invest into REITs, real estate investment trust? That's, you know, just financing. So understand what do you want to do? Understand what the market is like. What is, you know, when people say understand the market, what does that mean? Because a lot of people think that they can go into these neighborhoods in any market, fix and flip a home and make thousands of dollars. That's not so. Because you can buy too high and then guess what? You have buyer's remorse. That makes total sense. Mm -hmm. That makes total <laughs> sense. Would you say, um, would you would you suggest, in your opinion, to buy a multi-family unit, unit or a single-family home if you're making your first purchase? So I would say buy a smart investment first and foremost. Um, and I say that because, um, especially if you're using your first-time home buyer's um, loan or a VA loan, VA loan, first-time home buyer's loan, you can buy up to four units. That's multifamily, right? You can buy a single family as well. Um, you can buy a single family, use that property to buy another property. You can buy a multifamily, use that property to buy other properties. But you need to make sure that you're buying the right property, okay? Um, just because your VA loan says, hey, you, you have up to $700,000, that doesn't mean go buy a $700,000 house. Go buy a $300,000 house, wherever you are, and you can use that VA loan more than once. Use that, then a year later, you stay in it because you know you have to, it's owner-occupied. Use that, then go buy another home, okay? So, ultimately, to answer your question, if you want to buy a duplex, you can live in one side, rent out the other, ultimately be rent-free. Or you can buy several doors, right? And then we call that cash cow if you bought right. And you can use that cash flow, to go and buy, use it as leverage to go buy other properties. Either one, because there are people that have duplexes that are Airbnbs that make more money than someone who has an apartment building. Understanding the market, understanding what type of investment you have. That's all it comes down to. All right. But you touched on it earlier with like, in the past, interest rates was low. Right now, interest rates is like at 20% for buying a house. I'm just playing. <laughs> all right, it's not 20%. But with them being so high, um, how's it affecting um, the market right now? Like, is this, well, I mean, is it more beneficial for the buyer or is it more beneficial? Obviously, it ain't been for, the, for the buyer, it's not, I would say it's not beneficial for the mm -hmm. buyer or the seller because it's the, the buyer. Man, I, I'm going to just let you explain. What is the interest rate doing to the market out there where you so, at? So, first and foremost, let's understand this. Interest rates, I think they're almost at seven now. Um, that's not high. It's higher than last year. Of course, you want that 2.5% interest rate on your mortgage, right? But someone listened to their friend, cousin, that said, hey, wait till the market crash, then buy your house, right? right? So interest rates are higher than they were last year, but they're not as high as they can be. So um, a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, interest rates are so high. I want to buy. Why? It doesn't make sense. You more than likely will never see that 2.5 that you saw last year again. And if you look historically, interest rates have been higher than 6 and 7%. But right now, buyers are scared. That's why we've seen, like I've had buyers like, no, I'm going to just wait. Okay, just wait. Sellers, their homes are staying on the market longer. But guess what? Buyers have room to haggle now. Sellers are paying closing costs now. 
Sellers are participating in, um, I'm not a loan um, officer, so don't go into depth with this with me, but sellers are actually paying or participating in, you know, the interest rate buy down program. Didn't know about that, right? Where you can actually get a few percent off, like say, for instance, the um, interest rates now are 6%. There are loans, um, mortgage loans out there that say, hey, we have a program. We'll take 2% off right now for the first two years of your mortgage. The seller pays that and boom, you're in the home. So be, um, just be creative, ask questions. Don't think that, Hey, I want to apply for a loan and just go buy a house. No, educate yourself, get you a, a, an agent that knows what he or she is doing. Get you a good loan officer because loan officers, like when I bought my first home, they put me in a loan that was, that actually just went up, you know, from 700 to $1,400. I didn't know what I was doing. So make sure you have a good loan officer, make sure you have a good agent and, don't listen to your family and friends all the time either. They're not the professionals. Most definitely. But when you kind of touched on it uh, briefly, though, like as far as the, because I wanted to know like what incentives, because, you know, mm-hmm. like business still got to take place. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We still got to move this product. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So with interest rates being so high, mm-hmm. you know, it, but you kind of hinted on that. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, s- the actual seller is actually participating in any in the programs. Yes. Do you know of any other incentives that are going on mm-hmm. right now? Um, sellers are paying closing costs. Um, look into new bills, new constructions. A lot of new construction have. I think that is like the best thing going right now, new construction, because you can actually leave the closing table with a check. They have so many incentives like, you know, we'll pay your closing costs. We'll get right now there's um, new homes on the market in my area where they're taking twenty thousand dollars off the listing price, giving you I think it's thirteen, fifteen thousand dollars for upgrades mm-hmm. and where you can use it any way that you want. You can pay your HOA dues or condo fees or whatever you want. But there's there's a lot of things that you can look for when buying a home and mention these things to your agents first i mean of course you need to understand that these things are out there so um, mention these things to them so they they can specifically look for these type of properties and not just say hey this is a property like no i want properties that actually has incentives and make sure you know of course don't just buy because it has incentives but it's in a neighborhood that you want to be in as well and it's a home that you actually like or cool gq nesto anything shit like Cause you do, you're involved in this industry, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm just let, See, letting, let it, let her. I mean, what's like, going I'm, letting, I'm letting her have her no, shine. You know what I mean? Let let them to... let them let her speak. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I honestly, I just think that um, there's a lot of misinformation uh, nowadays. Um, unfortunately, there's a lot of uh, agents out there uh, that uh, and loan officers, right? Mm-hmm. That um, don't specify certain, you know, um, benefits that mm-hmm. could affect, uh, that could, you know, affect and benefit the buyer at the same time. Um, for instance, like, uh, you know, like what she was saying, uh, elaborating on the, on the whole, um, rates being high. I think one of the, one of the biggest things that the consumer doesn't acknowledge is the fact that, uh, rents are going high. Mm-hmm. So either you have a choice of either either renting and paying somebody else's uh, mortgage mm-hmm. or you could pay your own. Now, here's the kicker. Interest rates, uh, all the interest that you pay that that, you know, six, seven, six point seven, five percent that you're going to be paying right now. Mm-hmm. It's a tax write off. Right. Right. So especially with inflation and everything that's going down down the way it is, you know, you need these type of, of write offs because 
about 90% of people don't keep the same home loan for 30 years. Right. So like people are going to refinance. People are going to uh, have send their kids to college. They're going to do a lot of things. Now, um, you know, I've been in this industry for back in 2008. So like mm -hmm. I saw I saw the whole thing crash and come back on and it's just a cycle. And the thing is, is it's like uh, just like life is, you know, it, it's a marathon. It's not a race. Mm -hmm. So you just have to be able to use the appropriate loan program. Like, for example, you have ARM programs. ARM mm -hmm. programs are pretty. And, and what I mean by ARM program for all the audience is an ARM program is basically a, a loan that's fixed for um, there's several several kinds of ARM programs. There's uh, fixed for three years, uh, fixed for five years. Rule of thumb is you want to be in a loan program um, for a you know minimum. You want to do a five year because why five years? Because you're gonna have a president for four years, right? So you're gonna see a lot of transitions within those four years. So at that point, you know, arm programs are a good way to kind of just stand by while everything settles. Um, you know, you could also do interest only. So there's ways for you to be able to save money, but at the same time, um, help your, your, you know, your tax situation, your tax bracket, yes. depending on what tax bracket, you know, all these high interest rate might benefit you yes. more than what you think. You know, um, that's why I say that there's a lot of misinformation out there that, um, you have Instagram uh, realtors, mm -hmm. Instagram loan officers that they have clout. I ain't gonna, I'm not going to hate on that. Mm -hmm. But as far as the knowledge and and how to balance and, and budget mm -hmm. a homeowner's perspective, uh, you know, budget, like basically teach them how they can balance the boat. Because exactly. that's really what it all comes down to. Exactly. Real estate, it's always going to be profitable. Mm -hmm. It's always going to be uh, something that it's going to be a tax deductible. So all you have to do is balance out everything in order for you to be able to stay profitable, get residual income, mm -hmm. and then you can go on to the next thing. And guess what? Four years happen pretty quick. Look at this. We're now in 2022. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. a lot of people right now, um, and, and now, as far as one of the things that you were touching on, on the whole buy down, right? Buy down on the rate. I mean, yes, it helps, mm -hmm. but I don't think it's, it, I, I think there's other ways to go about it. I mean, specifically, you, you might want to uh, try to uh, target your credit unions. There's certain yes, banks yes, that have yes. relationship, relationship yes. discount. So sometimes like you may have a 401k of like at work for 500,000, right? You bring it over to another institution, they'll be able to shave that. So now you can do a combination of both, or you could even use that as a way of like, you know, eliminate your closing costs. Cause now remember closing costs is going to raise your, your loan amount. Mm -hmm. So like, if there's ways that you're going to save, it just really comes down to case by case of how you want to save and and what what is the purpose of that of that savings plan or whatever. And um, if if obviously, you, you know, you, you're in the market of 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 like being the first time home buyer, then obviously you just need to get the information. You, you just yourself. just just go out there and, and don't listen to some bullshit thing that's on on the Internet that, you know, has a nice reel or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. no, go actually and um, talk to somebody that's actually a professional and that actually isn't trying to sell you, you know, so just not trying to close the deal. Right. 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 
Now, we're talking about all this property ownership and buybacks and loans, but you ain't doing none of that if your credit is messed up, mm -hmm. right? So I know you probably, both of you guys probably experienced that a lot. What would you suggest, like, for those who are maybe struggling? You know, people always say do the credit repair and stuff like that, but even that in itself is a mm -hmm. hustle for the most part, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. What would you just suggest someone do um, who's um, going through that? There are reputable credit repair people, um, but I can tell you there are people out there that's in this interest, industry that's just taking people's money. I've had clients come to me like, I've been in this program for two years and their credit still ain't fixed. Um, but, you know, having poor credit um, definitely will stop you from getting a, a home loan. Um, but understand that this, understand this, there are other ways to get, you know, get into real estate. If you have poor credit, but you, um, but you have cash, guess what? Partner with someone. Become a private money lender. Um, look into seller financing. Um, do things, get creative with it. If you mm -hmm. have cash and your, your credit is bad or you have bad credit or you have cash, whatever it be, I just did a group um, project, a group flip. And it's still in the market, Indianapolis, Indiana, if anyone is looking for a home. But um, we just did a group flip. We don't have, you know, two or $300,000 to go buy ourselves to go into this, buy this home cash because cash is king. Right. Um, but we all three or four of us have enough money to go and buy this property. So get creative, partner with someone. You don't always have to do this by yourself. And, you know, you don't have to actually buy physical real estate. You don't have to actually buy a home or land or whatever the case may be. Invest into REITs. Educate yourself on that too. So understand you can invest into real estate without touching real estate. Are you uh are you familiar with the Airbnb hustle? Cause like right mm -hmm. now that's just popping on Instagram. Like, yeah, I'm gonna tell you, you can make money on Airbnb. You, you yeah. see this house? It ain't even mine. Yeah. You know what Man. I'm saying? So do you know a little bit about that? Can you explain? Yes, I do. I have some knowledge on it from a property that I own, and also being in an apartment, and actually being an Airbnb guest during transitions. Um, first, if you don't own that property, make sure that you're asking your landlord because ultimately you're subleasing that property. So once you get permission from your landlord, place that unit, that room, or whatever you can, um, case be um, on the Airbnb, plat Airbnb platform because understand Airbnb is a platform. You have Airbnb, you have VRBO, you have Furnished Finder. You can make your own platform, whatever the case may be. And once you do that, start renting it out. Um, but if you own that property... You don't have to ask anyone, but cities are getting so particular with Airbnb. They're getting angry. You know, they want their money too. So make sure, making sure that you're zoned correctly is a big thing. Don't think that, oh my gosh, this house is by the beach or this home is in the business district. I'm going to go buy this home in Airbnb. No, that's not the case because there's zoning. Um, but I always say your end goal should not be if you're subleasing to go and just do Airbnb because you're paying a mortgage, you're building equity, but it's just not yours. So, you know, use that to go buy some property, you know, make some money, build some equity and pay your own mortgage. Um, but I cannot stress enough about zoning. The property that I bought last year was a duplex um, by the beach. I thought I hit the jackpot, y'all. <laughs> and I was like, this is the Airbnb duplex. And that summer, oh my gosh, I made so much money. I was renting it out for $275 a month, I mean, a night. And I stayed booked. And guess what the city did? Guess what? They taxed you. Oh, yeah, they taxed me. But they said, hey, you're no longer zoned. 
You're, you can't be grandfathered in. Wow. But guess what? I made a smart investment because that duplex is zoned business and residential. So guess what? Right now I have three potential incomes from that one property. I'm not relying on Airbnb. I'm not relying on short-term renting. Dang, straight hustle. Hustle. Yeah. So um, being an agent, I mean, I know you own and you flipping and you flopping, you know, but I'm pretty sure you sold, you helped a client purchase their first home. Mm -hmm. How was that process and are you still in contact with them? Yes, I um, work mostly with investors. I love working with investors. Um, I do work with first-time home buyers as well. Um, I stay more in contact with my investors because you know they're always constantly, "Hey, you have something," or I'm always constantly texting, emailing, "Hey, this is a property." Um, but my first-time home buyers, I definitely stay in contact with them because buying a property is just the beginning. Owning the property is when like the real work starts. So they actually have questions, and I'm glad to have that relationship with them because. Moving to Virginia, I didn't have any connections. So I keep that open relationship with them so that, you know, they can, you know, make my business grow. I definitely keep in contact with them. Okay. All right. And also, you know, because uh, I, I don't want to let this slide because this is your opportunity, you know what I'm saying, to put it out there into the universe. But uh, when speaking with you, you said that you are, you do speak out against domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wanted to get a little backstory on that, on, on why that's important to you and, and what message you want to put out there. Okay. Um, it is October. It is DV Awareness, Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Oh, today? This this month is yes. October? I didn't know that. Yes, it is. Breast Cancer and Domestic oh, sure. Violence Awareness. Um, so I told you I was a police officer for six years. During that time as a police officer, I didn't understand uh, why victims could be assaulted, call us get mad at us because we're taking the abuser to jail. I didn't understand why she would bail him out. I didn't understand why she would let him back in her house. Um, Until I became that girl. Until I became a victim. As a police officer. And I was a domestic violence liaison officer at that. So I was preaching and wasn't, you know, going back home and getting abused. Um, so you never fully understand the victim mindset until you actually become the victim. Um, though that time was tough, I am so grateful for those times because, um, I mean, I could have do without the lesson, of course, but I'm grateful for it because it helped me form my nonprofit purple service announcement that I'm so passionate about, you know, and it ultimately ties into real estate as well. But, um, I'm that, that's a soft spot in my heart. Definitely. So being going because I'm pretty sure no one wakes up or imagines ever being in situations like you have been in, right? Mm-hmm. Like you said, like yo, I was the advocate, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I was the liaison, and here I am experiencing this same. Mm-hmm. Like, did you feel like a hypocrite at that time? Like, Ooh. you know, I didn't care about what I looked like to anyone else, and that is so funny how the victim mindset is because they don't care what mama say, don't care what daddy say, don't care how they look. And I was a whole police officer. I, of course, I love. Where, my where did he meet you? Where? <laughs> I just want to know. You know what I mean? I met him in a club. Oh, no, okay. <laughs> that was a red flag right there. Right. Um, but I didn't care um, what anyone thought because I thought I was doing, I thought I was operating out of love, but I was not receiving that. And to, 
now today I understand that, you know, you can operate, operate out of love, but you know, you need to operate out of love for the right reasons. Um, but I did not feel like a hypocrite. I feel like that I learned in a great lesson because I understand now the judicial system, I was so embarrassed in court. I went to court <laughs> one time, never went back. You know why? Because they made me feel so small. Now I understand why victims don't call the police. I understand why victims don't show up to court. So I understand why victims feel like this piece of paper ain't going to protect me. So, I mean, I empathize. But, but okay, so you were in that whole process, right? And then, like, where did it go out of hand? Like, at what point did you see it? Because, I mean, you're seeing that shit for your for, for work, right? And then, then later on, you're like, you know, personal life, you're justifying maybe his action. Wrong. Like, did it start, like, kinky? Where it was like, oh, she, I'm dating a cop. You know what I mean? And then and then later on, like, oh, shit. Like, he wasn't listening to the safe word or something? Like, like where was it the the disconnect where obviously you're serving the public but then you're not serving yourself mm -hmm. um at that time i was um going to school for mental health and my the type of spirit i have is a helping spirit and i always want to help people he had a mm. drinking problem mm. i'm like i can fix this person you had to build a bear workshop man <laughs> build a bear workshop yeah. and i felt like oh he didn't mean that it was alcohol because he was the greatest person when he wasn't drunk so i justified it um, because it's, I always try to see the good in people. He got you. Got me. <laughs> he got you. Not no more. <laughs> <laughs> so what was that point to where you said enough mm. is enough? Where you was like, because I mean, mm -hmm. it's not to insult your intelligence, no. but you know what's wrong and what is not comfortable Maybe. for you. And you still dealt with it. But like at what point were you was like, nah, bump this. I'm wrong. <laughs> enough was enough. Let me tell you how the victim mind is so just like, man, even when I was on my knees, he made me get on my knees and say my prayers with a gun to my head. Right. Ooh. And my service we weapon at that, my police officer weapon. Wow. Um, and an angel came, someone knocked on the door selling Kirby vacuum cleaners. No lie. Kirby. And that's what saved my life. Right. But guess what I did? I still bailed him out of jail. No, you didn't, girl. I bailed him out of jail. And you know what was the stopping point? Um, when he started stalking me, when he was living in my house and I didn't know. He was living in my attic, I didn't know. That is how I ended up in Virginia. Because I was running from the abuse. How the hell you didn't hear him? Because he would leave whenever I went to work. Mm -hmm. I, I was finding, like... um my garbage would get full. I was like, dang, but I'm thinking, because I, you know, trauma. So he was does polite. Something. He was polite. <laughs> he was cleaning everything after trauma himself. Trauma does something to the brain. Shit. So I thought I was tripping, but when I had to, you know, not sleep in my bed and sleep on my couch with a gun and a knife, I was like, I can't live like this. I have right. to go. So I started my life over. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. 
Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. In Virginia. With you and Joe. <laughs> the judicial system. Um, after I got an embarrassing court, um, I never went to court again. I spoke with the DA probably once on the phone, and he got probation, violated his probation because he got like two more domestic violence cases. Oh, and before I dated him, he had one open case, didn't know about that, but he had two more domestic violence cases open um, while he was on probation, got a year in prison. He didn't even serve the whole year and got out. She's not lying with the judicial system. I Jacked mean, I, I think we're, especially as a minority, we're forced to take a deal or to um, our our feelings or anything doesn't matter. It's just, oh, well, you, you should have never brought that upon yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's, you know, she's not lying That's on that exactly shit. exactly what the judge, the judge was like. Um, You're a cop. Why would you do that? Like, why are you going to let him smack you? This <laughs> you man I mean? had like 14, 15 charges at the time. And the judge was like, he seems like a pretty bad guy. And I was like, yes, he is. He's like, so why are you with him? That's not your place to ask me that. You're here to uphold the law. You're not here to, you know, put me through a counseling session. And I could not do that again in front of my peers that, you know, I go to court with. I'm sitting there trying to, you know, there for tickets for people who run and stop signs and stuff like that. But here you are in front of my peers belittling me or judging me, I would say. I, I don't want to say in his defense, but I think some people may think like, like, bro, you asking for help on a situation that you put yourself in. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think... I think you know, like when you you take that oath as a as a as a police officer, or judge, mm -hmm. or whatever it is, when you're serving, you mm -hmm. know, what I'm saying the community. I think you go in with good intentions sometimes, mm -hmm. like yo, I'm about to fix the system, mm -hmm. and then after so much and after so much, you just like, bruh, like you're doing this to yourself. That's what you professionalism what kicks in. You can think that all you want, but understand professionalism. Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? Are you doing more? He's not a counselor. He's a judge. You're, you're very black and white. Yes, very black you're supposed to read the charges. Tell me what he's facing. Tell me what. Ask me what I want to do, and let me go. You don't question me about why I stayed in a in a, a situation. That's why I have my domestic violence advocate beside me. Right. Not you. So I don't. Now, now, do you think that that it has a lot to do with being a minority? That that people just freaking let that shit slide if karen was in the same situation do you think she would have a better approach on that well not a better approach better better result you see how they shut down america to look for somebody who mm -hmm. don't look like us i yes i do i yeah. believe we, we we get poorly treated um especially when because i'm like I'm a police officer. I bring charges to you. And I guess, you know, if you're not a certain color or you're not um, you're not wearing that uniform, that's how I felt, then you're just a little black girl. That's how I felt. Ooh. That's mm -hmm. crazy. I, I don't blame you for quitting. You're like, fuck this. I'm about but to make some more to. money. They probably <laughs> I'm about fire to me. Look. <laughs> I'm bailing the felon, the felon out of jail or prison or whatever. But jail. but that's wrong. Like uh, that that's the problem with this freaking country. That like 
okay, you saw that wrong, right? Mm -hmm. But what was, like, you just quit and that's it? Like, or did you try to fight it? Because I think that that's what we need to do nowadays is that we need to fight for our rights. Not not in a, in a, um, I want to say like in a, in a ignorant way, but like use the same fine print mm -hmm. that they used against you you know, mm -hmm. and use it on them. And I think that, like, I mean, did you complain with the mayor, city mayor? Like, I mean, there's a lot of things that, yep, you, that, that right. like, that judge shouldn't even be you're being right. a judge. I wrote a letter. Um, I forgot what they called the head judge or whatever case may, may be. I did write a letter, and it stayed on my computer because I felt like I didn't have the energy. I didn't want to give the energy once I moved to Virginia to fight that. But I wrote a whole letter because it, it, was, it was dead wrong. And I wish I would have went through with it. But, but you see that that's the problem. Like mm -hmm. we're forced. Yeah. Okay. We're not, obviously I was talking earlier about like settling in court. Right. But we're settling from a personal standpoint as well. Mm -hmm. Like somebody, somebody does me wrong, you know, best believe I'm calling the mayor. I'm calling the city. I'm, <laughs> oh, I'm calling, nowadays, yes. you know, I'm I calling everybody that. because mm -hmm. you're not going to freaking judge because I'm a minority. You're not going to treat me this way. Mm -hmm. And it's not acceptable. And it's only going to be acceptable until we stand up and rise. And I'm not talking about rise. Like I said, in an ignorant way, but yeah. rise up, do your homework. There's law libraries. There's so mm -hmm. much shit that you could use right. for your, you know, for your own benefit. And, you know, make make the difference because now, like, God knows how many police officers they've been doing that, you know? You know something? Now that you say this, while I was on the straight and narrow before I met this guy, I remember responding to one of my fellow police officers, Caucasian guy, um, home. He assaulted his girlfriend, was on the SWAT team, and everything. And, you know, I don't want to lie, but I know when I left, he was still an officer. Caucasian guy, they, you know, went to his home, helped him grab his stuff out of the home and, you know, like, hey, stay at my place. Me? Mm-mm. I know I was looking at getting fired. Really? Yeah. So, you know, and that happened at least twice. This was the second time that that Caucasian police officer had an instance with him. And I know when I left, there was a um, Hispanic, um, no, he was Indian, um, Native American. He actually assaulted his girlfriend, and he got fired. He went to jail, too, at Walmart and got fired. But I didn't see that with, you know, the Caucasian ones. So now that you say that, it does ring a bell. Yeah, I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's pretty fucked up. I, I think... <sighs> We see this every day and people just because they don't want to draw any attention to themselves mm -hmm. or they, want, they don't want to be embarrassed or they don't want family to know. But then you just let this shit continue. And when is it going to stop? You know what I mean, mm -hmm. when is it going to stop? I think we can't complain as minorities about the the deficiencies that we have in this the the deficiency that we have in this in this judicial system like mm -hmm. we need to speak up and we need to like go out there and and like don't put up with shit like right. you know because we're being we're we're basically enabling mm -hmm. uh, like the judicial system we're enabling them to keep treating us the way they treat us and then next thing you know we have all these political bullshit of like mm -hmm. let's go march i don't know if you guys heard about the whole uh, Black Lives Matter, how they made about $79 million mm -hmm. and then they don't know where the money's at. Yeah. But then they get mad at Kanye for wearing White Lives Matter. You know what I mean? So, like, I don't know. They, uh, 
let's just let's stick to that because I don't want to get into that. Like it's the whole yeah. uh, politic part about it, but yeah, it's bullshit. So <laughs> what? Let's let's jumping back to uh, to real estate, right? Let's let's talk about this money, right? So what what is the percentages that you can earn as an agent when you when you're mm-hmm. buying or how you can double dip as well too if you're representing the buyer and the seller like what oh. what can you potentially earn uh, mm-hmm. when you're helping someone purchase and sell the house so that can depend where you are where we are I know y'all have you know I think I saw someone eight nine percent but uh, we six percent is our going rate three um, percent to the buyer three percent to buyer's agent three percent to the listing agent. That can vary on the seller because um, the seller can say, nah, I only want to do 2.5. And as an agent, you can take the deal or not. But I need buyers to understand that whenever you're talking about commissions, you are not paying the agent's commissions. That is the seller. So don't think that, you know, you're paying us to help you find a home because that's a very big misconception. Most most definitely. What do you... uh what do you want your legacy to be? I want my legacy. I want to be remembered as the woman who unselfishly helped others achieve happiness and success, even if it meant surpassing my own. I think I was placed in this world to help others. I, I love it. And I don't I don't do it for likes. I don't do it for attention. I don't do it because like people like praise me or anything like that. It's just something that naturally happens. Hmm. So one word to describe your legacy, what would it be? Hmm. I don't know if this is one word. But what is it what what comes to mind? Go getter. Resilient. Strong. Yeah, those are the words. Okay. Been having been through your journey, because it's funny that we're man, it's it's so crazy how our last couple of sessions like all interconnect. Um, definitely we wasn't talking about real estate, but we was talking about the journey in itself. And we was talking about how there are times where darkness, in the darkness, strength and perseverance and creativity can start in the dark. You think of a seed, you put it in soil, you water it, you know what I'm saying? The sunlight hits it and it sprouts. Um, what... I just think it's amazing with going through what you've been through and I can see how you are in the in the service industry but but why but why is real estate such a passion for you real estate is a passion for me because uh, I'm a country girl like I said the city that I grew up in probably has three city lights three stoplights <laughs> um so I don't even think I ever heard the word real estate in our house home I grew up in a double wide trailer people make money off of trailers trailers are real estate um, but I grew up in a double wide trailer. I knew that my dad's boss had a big house and had money. Um, but I never understood real estate until my greed for knowledge, um, became apparent. Um, the older I got, um, let me put this into perspective, real estate. If you look at, uh, millionaires, most of them, own, a lot of the majority of them own real estate in some form. Um, Last week, I walked the floors of an $8.9 million home. Still in the market. If you want to look at it, let me know. Um, I walked the floors of this $8.9 million home. They bought this home back in 1994 for $850,000. Talk about generational wealth. So the moral of the story, don't sell granny house. That one property is about to, that that one property is changing lives. Right. 
I'm not that good at math, but 850000 to $8.9 million and it will sell. Think about it. Shit. That's a good appreciation neighborhood. Well, yeah. Well, no, because he's in, he's definitely like he, he, uh, Nesto, GQ Nesto gets on me all the time about the purchasing real estate because I'm more, I don't want to say I'm more, but I'm also interested in the NFTs and the stock mm-hmm. markets and stuff like that. And it's kind of like, no, 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 bro. Let me tell you a way. Mm-hmm. And, and, and we hear it all the time, or at least I hear it all the time is that's a way to generational wealth mm-hmm. is real estate. Like you said, so that's, that's, that's pretty dope that you just said. Like, and people need to, like, hear that again. Like, don't sell Granny's house. Mm-hmm. Like, keep that. I mean, because, in my opinion, like, I don't know. As minorities, I mean, maybe the Asians do it. You know, the Indian, Southeast Asians do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But like, black folks. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, we ain't trying to work together like that. Right. You know, because you see a, a you'll see like four or five families living in one house. And what they do is, you know, because it's so affordable, they pay off that house and then they go, they leave one family behind and then they go purchase another house. You know what I'm saying? And it just keeps going and going and going. And then before you know it, the community is is all them. You know what I'm saying? And that's, I think that's just a smart way to do it. And mm-hmm. I, I really wish, you know, we as a people could, you know, realize that. And I, I'm pretty sure there are those that are out there who mm-hmm. are, you know what I'm saying, working together as with a common goal. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And it's not about selfishness or my my people better than your people right. or anything like that. But it's like, yo, we I, it was I, it's funny he brought out Kanye or whatever because we still talking about 40 acres and a mule. Mm-hmm. All right, well, would that ever happen? I, probably, I don't know. Not in our lifetime, I don't mm-hmm. believe. Or reparations, I don't know. Maybe, hopefully. But we there's other things that we can do mm-hmm. if we just work together as a team. It's funny you said that. That home that I was speaking of, the $8.9 million, it has three different levels. It was their family home. Mama, son, and the son's children, wife, they all were in that home. He raised his children. That The owner raised his grandchildren in that home with his kids. Tight. Now they're about to cash out. Man. I just need a bite. 8. <laughs> <laughs> 8.9. 8.9. <laughs> Alright, so... I got a question for you. What what makes you happy outside of real estate? And and don't give the cookie cut. Oh, no. I, 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 we want to know the, the raw truth. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to ball out. I need some Louis V's. I want the helicopter. I want the helicopter. Like, no. shit. Tell us really what makes you no, happy. I'm, I always keep it real. You know, I always thought that money would make me happy and you know the more you get you like nah just a little bit more now make me happy money is not money doesn't make me happy it doesn't now it's needed i need it of course but it that, doesn't th- make that 2.5 percent on a eight million dollar house i think right. it would make you really yeah, happy about those, those. Real quick. no it's three percent oh okay uh, okay three percent on eight million if somebody has a calculator please you know well you can go ten percent on eight million that's eight hundred thousand you know what i'm saying half of that that's four hundred thousand so about three percent that's probably about Three hundred twenty-five thousand. Let, let's 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 take out the calculator. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's take out the calculator, man. Like it's let, in let's, the threes. It should be in the threes. Let's, let's see. You said you said eight point five million, right? 8. 9. That's about the eight point nine. I'm about to go slap somebody money right there. Mm-hmm. Pulling up because that's because that's just one transaction. Mm-hmm. I ain't saying what you got in that, the pipeline. That's two hundred sixty-seven thousand to be exact. All right. 
260. So I'm pretty sure that's going to make you it'll happy. Make me, but it'll, it'll give me some, like, oh, I did it. Um, but I recently sold a $1.2 million um, unit. You had to cut and out your broker a lot or what? No, not oh, really. Okay. Um, okay. But I, I was hustling for it. I wanted mm. it. And I was like, yes, this is about to be it. Um, the accomplishment, I, I really love that more than the paycheck. Yeah, it was a lot. But in this part of my life, sorry to get all mushy, but in this part of my life, I've experienced so much. Um, I understand success is going to come to me. I just feel like it's natural. Money will come to me, manifest in that. Um, a, a, a partner that's on the same wavelength as me will make me happy. Someone that I can hustle with. Combine income. Yes. Now I'm talking <laughs> about money and what exactly what I want. So a partner that's going to mirror me, make me go even harder. Someone that I don't have to build up. Yeah. Damn. So so now, is that something that it, it's something that you've you know kind of like it's been a life goal since day one that you've been trying to aim that, or you just got to that point where I'm like, this motherfucker better make some money. <laughs> no, um, I've always been a career driven woman. Um, so I've never been like, oh my gosh, I want to be married with kids and all this. Um, it's now that I'm getting older, um, I'm like, you know, I can't do this forever. I can't, you know, I love traveling, but you know, it gets a little bit boring. Like this birthday is definitely different than any other birthday. Happy belated birthday also as well. Thank you. Just, yeah. This birthday is definitely different because I'm like, I don't want to do this next year. I don't want to be on my birthday trip by myself next year. It's good that I can do it, okay. but yeah. put it up, put it out there in the universe. Oh, trust me, I got a lock note but, in but my phone but, right now. But you changed your your type of guy, right? You don't you don't want him oh. like he better have a felony. Yes, my um my standards, what I accept, my standards have always been there. Okay, but I've always brought them back down. Like okay, I see the potential. I can't work off potential anymore. No more build a bear. Can't work off potential. Who are you? Let me fix you. Exactly. I can't do that. (laughs) Who are you? Who are you now? And if I can accept this, then we move forward. Yeah. Shit. (laughs) So we got, what did I ask? Like, what makes you happy? So A partner. A partner. A bomb that, partner. That's, that's Somebody it. Bomb. Combined income. That's what makes her happy. So <laughs> technically, it is yeah, money. Yeah. You know what I mean? She's trying to get trying that to 267 plus. Let me, let me add his pension. You hit it right there. You know, you know, that's funny, but it's true. 100%. A partner, combined income. Because money, the way that our economy is going, you need that. Hell yeah. Inflation? You definitely do. Inflation? mortgage. You even, know, even, even without the inflation, just think about cost mm-hmm. of living alone. Yes, love don't pay the bills. Like, dude, it don't. Exactly, uh, it sure don't. It don't. And I ain't about <laughs> to pay the bills by myself. When I have another body, right now. Nah, no, hell no. Like, so, at so least so got a pension. Of, so, would you do? Would you do fifty-fifty split, or how would you do it? I would do anything other than what I'm doing now. I'm doing a hundred percent. For sure. So wait, 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 no. What, what were you talking about? The split? Like, cause she split? said, cause she said, if I got a partner, I don't want to be a hundred percent paying for these bills. So, so like combined income, uh, combined income, like checking account, or or you got your money, I got my my money, and then but we are gonna come together yeah. on this in the middle. <laughs> um, yeah, whatever you came to the table with, you can. I don't mind you keeping your own bank account. We can start one together. So you'll take a prenup. Yes, I will. But um, you being okay, don't no, because it's not. But but you being like successful right now mm-hmm. you know probably financially independent that ain't my mm-hmm. business but just just assuming that right mm-hmm. are you 
that guy who approaches you with that that Mr. Potential, does mm-hmm. he have to be at a certain certain annual income amount? Like Oh no, I am not that check, girl. Check his LinkedIn and shit. Yeah. Like. No, I'm not that girl. Um I don't do potential. I don't do the guy who's like, oh, yeah, one day I want to do this. Nah, if I see you actually working towards your goal and I'm like, okay, I got, I love people with hustle. I love people with ambition. I love to see, I can see where you're going. Not that you have to look, this is what I want to do one day. You know, no. But but check this out. There's nothing wrong with that, though. Yeah. There's really nothing wrong. Okay, there is obviously the, the traditional, you know, like Kanye says, gold digger. You know what I mean? But... At the same time, I think you gotta manifest it as well. Like mm-hmm. this motherfucker better have some some sort of like establishment, like be yes. established mm-hmm. to some extent. So like you do want to be that girl because you want to make sure that you're coming in with somebody. Because you know being broke is an option, right? And it can and and people when when they have that they take that option. That shit becomes like that shit comes generic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So next thing you know. You're not going to push your kids. You're not going to push, you know, your your whoever you got it, you know, playing stepdaddy or whatever. You're not going to push them because you were never forced to that. So, like, mm-hmm. I think that's one of the especially, you know, I hear females saying that, like, no, I'm not that girl. There's nothing wrong with being that girl. As long as you know that there's a greater good to that, mm-hmm. then be that girl. You know what I mean, put it out there. Let put it in the universe. You, you know what I mean? Women are outnumbered. You know, we outnumber y'all. So, with me, I'm basically a unicorn. I'll call it myself. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) I'm successful. Um, No children. I'm beautiful. Um, I'm in shape. You know, I I have myself together, right? Work it now. Um, I come basically with no baggage. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I like to talk a little bit, talk too much. But I um, I come basically with no baggage. But if I'm saying I want a man with no kids... He better be making the same amount of money as me. He better be good looking. Because if I put my list out there, I'll probably never be. No, no. Okay. no I it, want it's him a, to be good looking it, and with money. It's, it's a gamble. It's a gamble. <laughs> yes. But it but it could work, right? Yeah. And, and I think that it just comes down to, because I, that, that's really, we were talking about this uh, yesterday. It's like, you you have to manifest it, right? And, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's like, I'm not saying say, hey, what's your, you know, what's your 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 net worth? Mm-hmm. But at the same time is you can kind of, you know, pinpoint where this, you know, individual is going. Manifesting my husband. Okay. Listen in his lock so you'll never see it. But I have who I want. You had a whole journal and shit and everything. Oh, I write down everything. <laughs> yeah, like, I write down got, everything. Uh, so I'm manifesting him. And I'm, but I'm also being real too, you know, being realistic. Okay, so now you're manifesting it, and then you said that there's a potential that it might not, it might not go your way. So now, what are your side effects? Like, why do you think you're like scaring that, you know, manifestation away? Like, I'm, 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 like I'm, you smack them or something? I like, you're, you're, you're control freak? I don't understand what's the problem. Um, no, uh, and you know what's so funny? This is all coming together. Um, someone <laughs> placed on Facebook today. You know what's hard about dating you? And I told him, I said, you know what, I'm going to answer that a, a little later. But when I think about it, um, one of them was I always want to push someone towards their potential. Mm. And men usually don't like that. Like, you want, they want to be manly. Let me do it myself. Um, sometimes I overthink. A lot of times I overthink. I get up wanting to talk in the morning. Like, I'm always wanting to talk. Um, simple things, right? Um, something else. 
I think that's about it. I I don't have. Yeah, I'm not. But, but you you just said it right there. You pinpointed, like you said, you said some, and I wouldn't even call them men. I would say boys don't like to be pushed, mm-hmm. right? So that means that's not even a man. That's not even a man because there's always a, a great woman behind a great man. Man, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's the part where mm-hmm. we're missing out on that. Like, we're we're it, it's everything's so generalized that sometimes we miss those little points because mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. Like that that I think the ability of a woman has uh can can take a man a long way mm-hmm. as far as his his effort his way of doing things like if he's put in the right track with somebody whispering on him on on his ear Mm -hmm. to do the right thing i think the sky's the limit so i think that's the part maybe you're attracting boys but that that goes both ways though oh look he about to come and defend yeah no (laughs) no but that goes both ways though because i want i would like you know what i'm saying like you know, I, I would believe that someone would like the encouragement, you know, for the man or whatever. You traditional in that sense, you the breadwinner, you go out to do your thing, but I'm not going out to do my thing while you just sitting at the house. So we should both be hustling. You get what I'm saying? We both should mm-hmm. be encouraging each other. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. it has to be a balance. Yeah, I don't, I don't need you wolfing and cheerleading in my ear. That's cool. Like, cause I may need that at some point, mm-hmm. but I'm out there and I go get the groceries and I come back and I, I bring the groceries back and I still got to prepare the dinner. Then it's like, what your cheerleading was in it. Like, I, I want right. you to, I want you to, let's, let's combine groceries. Mm-hmm. Let's feast together. And right. off of this feast, let's invite everybody to the community mm-hmm. and we build as, as a, as a community and as a team. But yeah, but no, but most definitely I would think anyone, anyone in a good nurturing and positive relationship will want that encouragement if i ain't getting that encouragement from anyone else i should get that from my partner i should get that from my wife mm-hmm. i should get that from my girl you know what i'm saying but that encouragement that only goes so far but at, and then you flip it and be like so what you doing mm-hmm. but but you know okay what but, but what you doing to what you're saying is that there is also different love languages mm-hmm how are you going to understand that love language? Because we're not talking some, about love language. No, 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 talking, no. Let's keep it simple. We're talking about encouragement. We're not talking about my love language is touch. My love language is no, affirmation. We're talking about encouragement. Well, Just keep well, it simple. People, the way sometimes express themselves, right? I think sometimes, like, for example, I can speak mm-hmm. for myself, right? I'm tough love. Like, I'm going to fucking go and I'm going to criticize the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. Not to criticize you and belittle you, but to rise up to the occasion, Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think that that's the part that sometimes uh, love language is, is aside from the 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 touch or the uh, there's a lot more to it. Like, I think sometimes it's a lot harder to transfer that information, even though you mean good, you seem mm-hmm. like a dick. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that that sometimes could be misunderstood. But at the end of the day, like everything that we do, it's a it's a marathon. It's not a race. Mm-hmm. And you just have to find yourself, especially with a, with a loved one, you, you're you going to get hurt regardless. But mm-hmm. you just got to find the right person that is going to be okay to get hurt from. You know what I mean? Because some people are not worth your tears, right? Mm-hmm. But then there's some people that, shit, they just need to get smacked around a little quick. And then, you know, they going to snap no, back into it. Well, no, figure of speech, figure right. of speech. Let, let me correct that, <laughs> figure of speech. But like, no, sometimes... People, we all as individuals get caught on with our with our own bullshit, right? And and sometimes, like, 
nobody wants to be some uh, uh, around somebody negative, you mm-hmm. know? And I think that that's the part that sometimes we miss out on. Like, could we respond in a better way? Could we avoided that situation to, to your significant other? Um, there's always, you got to take some, some sort of accountability before you expect like a better reaction from someone. You know, I think, you know, taking from, from what you said and what you said, when I say that um, a lot of men don't like, you know, because I pushed potential, I was messing with boys because a lot of men, anyone loves encouragement, but I was not only encouragement, encouraging, I was also doing the work. Like, say, for instance, you know, he wants to look for a job. Like, okay, babe, you can do this. I'm going to get the job application. I'm filling it out for you, making sure you turned it in. So that is when right. the boy, mm-hmm. I wasn't only doing encouraging, I was doing the work for yeah. you. So, yeah, that's that's where that that came in. Yeah. Shit. So, all right. That's what's up. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Clarify. <laughs> but, no, nah, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we thank you for tuning in today. Uh, as we always do, I open up the microphones to our guests and to our hosts. Uh, to leave any parting words or wisdom or information they want to share with our viewers and our listeners. Today, our special guest, Tanika, we open up the mic to you. Is there anything you would like to share? Where can they find you? Make sure you put that out there. Yes, so you can find me on Instagram, Real of Real Estate. Um, is spelled just how it says. I am the girl in, or the agent in the pink. I always wear pink. It's not my favorite color. But um, I would leave you with these words. Um, First, it's been a pleasure being here with you all today. Um, But make sure whatever you want to do, stay inspired, get to work, and get it done. We only get one chance at this thing called life. Have them talking about you even when you're gone, but for the right reasons. So just, just stay inspired. Right. GQ Nesto. Shit, I gotta say, um, I think uh, hard work never, it, it's never left unnoticed. And I think sometimes um, we work hard and we expect certain, uh, uh, some sort of results instantly. And I think that that's the part where you kind of have to just hold on, keep trucking, because sooner or later you're gonna get paid. So, with that being said, um, I want to thank all of our, our listeners. Our, um, please follow us on all our social media platforms and um, leave us some comments. Let us know because I think this is the part where we want to open up our platform to get insight of what's really going out there. And, and you know, we can definitely throw it out here and, and relate. And I think that, you know, we're all in this together. Most definitely. And I would say know your worth and know what's worth working for. All right. But we love you. We thank you. See you guys next time. Option four. We out. Peace.